Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Boston Bruins fans, and welcome back to this daily podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order of the best-tasting protein bars out there. My name is Ian McLaird, and I'm your host, and it is a pleasure to be back with you to talk about our favorite hockey team here on Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. Hope you're all doing well, having a great week. We're almost at the halfway point, and it's all downhill from here until the weekend. Let me remind you that you can subscribe to the podcast on any podcast app that is available on your mobile device, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Please hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could please give a rating and a review, that would be very much appreciated, especially Apple listeners. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can also follow the show on Instagram at Locked On Boston Bruins. If you want to follow me for hockey takes, dad jokes, etc., you can find me at ENC McLaren and the same on Instagram. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk further about the Carson Kuhlman re signing, take a look at some available free agents, and, uh, just have a great time. And let's get into it without further ado. The Boston Bruins yesterday announced the signing of restricted free agent Carson Kuhlman. It's a two-year contract worth an NHL cap hit of $725,000. Two-way deal for this coming season, a one-way deal for next. He's the third RFA to be signed by the Bruins this offseason after Matt Grizzlick and Jacobs Borrell re-signed. He certainly has his work cut out for him in terms of securing a roster spot on the right side where general manager Don Sweeney has done some great work shoring things up. We have, of course, David Pasternak, Andre Kasia was acquired prior to the trade deadline, and then uh, Craig Smith was signed earlier this month, and we still have Chris Wagner, uh, RFA Zach Sinitian, as well as Jack Stanika, who played on the right side during the playoffs. So exactly where Kuhlman fits in is yet to be determined, but he will come out blazing in training camp trying to uh, secure some ice time at the NHL level, and there will be an opportunity for someone to step in as David Pasternak will most likely begin the season on the shelf as a result of off-season surgery. Carson Kuhlman said his expectations are to go into camp and play his game, be able to help the team right off the bat. He's obviously a speedy, skilled winger. He brings some pretty decent uh, advanced stats to the table. Not really a finisher. Hasn't quite put up the numbers at the NHL level that you would want from someone angling for regular playing time. In the regular season, he had a Corsi percentage of 53.85 at even strength. That means he was on the ice for more Shot attempts four than against. Uh, obviously, in some sheltered minutes, not really doing heavy lifting in terms of defensive responsibilities. And 
you know, he only did manage to record one goal and five assists with 45 shots on goal in 25 regular season appearances. So a bit of puck luck working against him there. Only a 2.2 shooting percentage with, uh, you know, those 45 shots. So even if that rose to kind of a more average, you'd think you'd have four or five goals in that time. Uh, could be kind of like a 12 to 15 goal guy. That's if he gets regular playing time. He acknowledged it's a great roster. They're deep. His expectations of himself are to be there and to continue to get better and help the team out as much as possible. But if everyone is healthy, the likelihood is he could be back in the AHL this season because he's on a two-way contract. Um, He said, the hardest thing to do in hockey is put the puck in the net. Coming in, I've just been trying to watch the guys that do it consistently, what they do and how they go about their business, how pucks kind of find them in scoring areas and how they capitalize on it. Taking all that and kind of adding to my own game, putting a lot of time in, that's kind of one of the things I've been focusing on this summer, being better around the net and finishing opportunities when they're there. So, you know, he acknowledges that that has been a struggle, that's been an issue, is capitalizing on those situations. Like I said, he's speedy, he's skilled, but without that finish, what value does he bring to the lineup that outweighs other players and you know the answer is not much to be honest um he wants to work on tipping he wants to work on getting rebounds gathering them getting them upstairs he said a few times in the playoffs he had a rush had a break and was unable to elevate the puck and that's the difference between scoring a goal and not That's a lot of the little things that add up to a few more goals a year, and that's how he can contribute. So, again, he had those 45 shots. Were they high-danger shots? Were they quality chances? Um, Maybe not, and that's what he really needs to work on for sure. He was a Frozen Four MVP. He did lead the University of Duluth to a national title in 2018 and, you know, wants to become a contributing player for the Bruins. He did suffer a broken foot early last season back in October and then went on to miss about three months before returning to Providence in late January and making it back to Boston for the stretch run. He said it was a tough start getting hurt right off the bat. The first time in his career that he's missed substantial time and happy to have the confidence of the coaching staff and management to re-up He knows what's expected of him, and he's ready to meet that challenge. I don't know if I mentioned the other day that Joaquin Nordstrom signed with the Calgary Flames. He signed a one-year $700,000 contract after two seasons as a staple on the Bruins' fourth line. He played mostly with Sean Corrali and Chris Wagner, and so the left side on the fourth line is now vacated. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, Trent Frederick is ready to take that spot if Nick Ritchie will be in that spot. Uh, But there's certainly an opportunity there for someone to come in and play that checking role for the Bruins. I'd really like to see Trent Frederick get some time there. I think he's ready and could really bring a spark to the Bruins as well as uh, become a fan favorite. I think Uh, you'll see him develop into that kind of player. whenever he gets a regular shot at the NHL level. Before we move on, 
I wanted to talk to you for a moment about an exciting new book. From the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue. To accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. A philosophy sports teams across the country are successfully adapting. Lives of the Stoics, The Art of Living, from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius, is available now, wherever books are sold. You can control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics is available now, wherever books are sold. Check it out. With the signing of Carson Kuhlman, the Bruins now have a couple restrictive free agents yet to deal with. I would expect that Zach Sanishin will receive a deal similar to that of Jacob Zborl and uh, Carson Kuhlman, kind of in the 700000 range with some waiver protection built in there as well. The Bruins have... According to Cap Friendly, $6,657,686 in projected cap space at the moment. And again, that's with Jake DeBrusque still looking for a new deal, as well as Zach Sinitian. Peter Solaric is also a restricted free agent, but he is off to Europe for a couple of years, and that shouldn't be uh, you know, something that will come up against the cap for next season. So what happens now? Do the Bruins have any room to sign anyone else? Well, there are still some notable names on the board as NHL's free agent signing period goes into its third week. This, according to TSN senior hockey reporter Frank Saravelli and his updated free agent list as of October 20th. The name atop the board is a player that many Bruins flans fans are clamoring for and that is Mike Hoffman 30 years old recorded 59 points in 69 games last season 29 goals Um, they would of course have to move some money out in order to accommodate him Um, with DeBrusque still needing to be signed there's just no room at the moment for that you would have to likely move out fingers crossed John Moore and his $2.75 million cap hit. It would be nice to move Nick Ritchie and his $1.5 million cap hit. He's an RFA next season. Um, Those would be the main candidates to be moved in order to open up some cap space. Um, So, yeah, Hoffman might be nice. I'm not a huge fan of his game. Not very well-rounded. Plus, he's had off-ice issues in Ottawa in the past. Um, So I'm not fully on board with that, but um, if they can make it work, then sure, why not? I should also add, of course, the Bruins would still possibly be linked to Zdeno Chara. He's number seven on this list, and he still needs to be fit in somehow. Hopefully, uh, that's if the Bruins haven't already decided not to resign him and are kind of leaving the ball in his court. If he decides to go with another team, then I'm sure they would say all power to you. Enjoy the rest of your career. Thank you for your service. Um, You know, the fact that they went out and re-signed Kevin Miller on day one and have left Chara hanging is very head-scratching to me. But um, there's still, yeah, a lot of 
questions about whether or not he will be back. So that is a factor to consider in terms of their available cap space. Other players on the list, number two, Eric Halla. No thanks. Corey Perry, they're all set on the right side. On the left side, we have Michael Granlund and Anthony Duclair. Granlund would be a bit spendier than Duclair. I have been advocating for a guy like Duclair to be, not a guy like Duclair, for Anthony Duclair himself to be signed by the Bruins. I think he would be a great addition on the left side and uh, could really bring some scoring punch to the table. Uh, Sammy Vatanen, right side defenseman, they don't really need. Uh, Carl Soderberg is an interesting name out there that is familiar with the Bruins. Uh, Andreas Athanasiu brings some speed to the table. Ilya Kovalchuk is still out there. I don't think the Bruins are ready to kick those tires. Um, Alex Galchenyuk is another name that I've mentioned before as kind of a low-risk possibility. And lo and behold, as I'm recording here, we have some Bruins news to announce, and that is the signing of Zach Sinitian, who I projected to be around the same range as Carson Kuhlman, Jacob Zborl, and here we have it. According to Connor Ryan, sharing the news, the Bruins announced they have signed Sinitian to a one-year, two-way contract with an NHL cap hit of $700,000, so not really the... Security of a two-year deal, not the security of a one-way contract. Uh, a real turning point in his career at the moment. He really needs to show that he can play and hang at the NHL level in order to stick with the Bruins long-term. And again, with the depth that the Bruins have on the right side, it's going to be really tough for him to crack the lineup without any... Um, injuries to deal with or to, you know, make up for. Uh, wow, Cat Friendly already has that deal up very quick on the draw there. He had appeared in six games for the Bruins, one goal, two assists. I think he did look really good for the Bruins when uh, he was up last season. Didn't look out of place. He has grown a lot at the AHL level, and I think, there is value to be mined out of Zach Sinitian. Um, But again, just the opportunity, whether it presents itself and whether he can capitalize on that when given the chance. Uh, the one-year deal, two-way contract, uh, I would think that he would be penciled in to start the season with the Providence Bruins if you know that's a thing this season. Um, but... As hopeful as I am for him and as much as I'm rooting for him, it certainly continues to look like a pretty big whiff by Don Sweeney on draft day back in 2015. Two of the three first-round picks are now signed for next season. Just leaves Jake DeBrusque yet to be signed by the Boston Bruins. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar out there. I can attest to this. After having tried several myself, they come in 18 amazing flavors and are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. At the same time, they're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and again, come in 18 amazing flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, salted caramel, 
double chocolate. Oh my gosh, I'm hungry just thinking about it. I found that they have been amazing for me as one who needs delicious gluten-free snacks and really helps me to get through the workday. Right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com for 20% off your next order. Go to their website, pick the bars that you'd like to try, and put your box together and enjoy the benefits of Built Bar. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. And the Chicago Blackhawks may have given us a preview of what's to come for the Boston Bruins in the next couple years. And that is an official announcement from the team that they are committing to developing young players and rebuilding the roster. They said this on Tuesday in an open letter to fans posted on social media. We want more than another window to win. We want to reach the summit again and stay there. An effort that will require a stockpile of emerging talent to complement our top players. The influx of youth and their progression will provide roster flexibility and depth throughout the lineup. Now, if we look at our Boston Bruins, we see that our core players are getting up there in age. Tuka Rask and David Krejci will be unrestricted free agents after next season. Patrice Bergeron is mid 30s with you know some pretty serious groin issues and the fact is that this core that has been successful over the last decade won't be around very much longer will the Bruins enter a full rebuild or will they be able to complement the likes of Charlie McAvoy David Pasternak even Brad Marchand who's still in his early 30s uh, Jack Stadnika with the talent to sustain success over the next decade? Or will they have to just kind of tear it all down and enter full rebuild mode? Well, the fact that we were just talking about Jacob Zborrell, uh, Jake DeBrusque, and Zach Sinitian as their 2015 first-round picks kind of suggests that they might have to go into that full rebuild mode at some point. They have quite simply not amassed enough top-end talent through the draft over the last four, five, six years to fill the pipeline with players that they can build around in the future. You know, if you had in 2015 gone with the guys like Matt Burzel, Thomas Shabbat, and Kyle Connor, then that's a different story. Uh, you know, Charlie McAvoy, a huge win at the draft. David Pasternak as well. Jack Stanika as a second round pick. I think these are guys that you can build around. In order to be a successful team, you have to have that high end goalie, uh, a bulldog of a number one defenseman, depth down the middle. And, um, you know, when if Krejci leaves, once Bergeron retires, you'll have Coyle, Stanika, who knows what else. Um, so there are real questions about uh, the Bruins over the next three, four, five years, what the team will look like, what direction they'll go in. Uh, I don't want to get too ahead of it and be too pessimistic, but I don't know. Uh, the team doesn't really seem stocked for success once this current uh, group is done. You know, I said 
several years ago that when the Bruins were at their peak, you know, 2011, 2013, it was a luxury for them to have that core together and then have players like Tyler Sagan and Dougie Hamilton to kind of ride that next wave. Well, those ships have sailed. They didn't bring in comparable talent. They haven't drafted comparable talent. That talent was available in 2015 and they decided to reach. Um, and now they're left in this position where one of those picks might not even crack the NHL. Jacobs Borrell seems like he's on the verge, but has to prove it. Who knows what's going to happen to Jake DeBrusque, if he'll resign, if he'll be traded. Um, and then, yeah, in the years following, you had uh, Trent Frederick taking over a guy like Alex DeBrinkett, uh, John Beecher taking over other more skilled guys that could really carry a team and bring that offensive flair that you need to succeed. All that to say, Chicago Blackhawks, is this the future that we're looking at for the Bruins? Quite possibly. But for the time being, they still have a pretty formidable core group intact that they should be able to ride uh, for at least one more year. And then there's some questions after that with uh, the possible departures of Tuka Rask and David Krejci to free agency. Although at that point, they'll have opened up you know, $14 million in cap space and might be able to attract some prime talent via free agency. But that's getting a bit ahead of ourselves. I think that's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for, for tuning in. Oh, I should mention Lauren and I finished The Haunting of Bly Manor last night. A very excellent show on Netflix, a follow-up to The Haunting of Hill House. Very different vibe to it. Kind of more of a, a, a love story uh, with some ghosts involved as opposed to like a straight up horror story, uh, which I appreciated. And, uh, I'm not really sure what we're going to watch next. So if you have any recommendations, please hit me up at ENC McLaren and let me know what show we should binge next. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great, um, Wednesday, rest of your Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow with some more Boston Bruins content. Boston. Did I say Boston? Anyways. Yeah, thanks so much, friends. We will uh, catch you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Take care of yourselves and each other.